Hello. Are you doing okay? We're all very concerned for you. We're actually very worried about you. My name is Ross Shields, and I'm your host for Psych Ward. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. When I was younger, I started out selling shoes for a shoe company in Louisiana. Was doing very good, and all of a sudden I was fired for pouring bleach into my boss's coffee. I did it as a joke, but they didn't understand. Then my career took off as a radio DJ for the Zephyr in New Orleans, the first rock alternative station in Louisiana. I got discovered there and offered a job in San Diego on 921X. My career was going really, really, really a lot of places at the time. People said I was outlandish, I was weird, I had conversations with real and imaginary people on the radio, and I didn't listen to them because all that is true until I became diagnosed with bipolarism. You see, it wasn't easy for me personally. I had personal battles with alcohol and drugs and mental problems. It became increasingly more difficult to tell what was the crazy world I was involved in or the crazy world inventing on radio. I had a problem with what was real. Then the drugs, alcohol, and confusion between reality and fantasy was explained. Like I said, I was diagnosed with, as bipolar. I had a bipolar disorder. <laughs> and to me, a bipolar disorder and my struggles with it were, were unbeknownst to me at the time. I would do things like I wanted to crush my skull with a uh, jackhammer. I wanted to remove my fingernails with a pair of pliers. Just normal thoughts that uh, affect people with a mental disorder. Then I was, I was dealing with that and I was diagnosed later with cancer. So now I'm this bipolar guy with cancer. Let me tell you what that's like. That's like shoving toothpicks in your eye to keep your eye open so you can stay awake. That's what happened to me. I just wanted to stay awake 24 hours a day. With no drugs, of course, just stay awake. So I tried that for about two weeks. I, had, uh, I got really ill and I decided this isn't a probably a good scenario for me to live through. So I went to sleep, woke up, found out that I couldn't get help with my bipolarism because this is all post-Katrina for me. You know what I'm saying? Everybody went through some different uh, mental and spiritual um, deformities at the time. There wasn't a healthcare system in New Orleans. It's, it was all but decimated. Any health care was difficult to find for myself, and mental health care was all but unavailable. I was pretty much alone, living with my cat, Don. I formed this group called the North Shore People Watching Society. That's where I got a group of people together. We started out really small. We started out with three people at the time, and that was our chapter. 
and would go to gas stations, universities, libraries, police stations, wherever where people were, and we'd watch them. Just watch the people, and you could learn so much from these people we were watching, like their mannerisms, their buying habits, the people they're arresting and bringing in, how many cop cars are on the road tonight, just things like that, you know. Um, I don't know what physical or mental maladies I was facing then, except I knew I was bipolar and I had cancer. And I was living alone with my cat, Don, who, matter-of-factly, has borderline personality disorder. So as I was living this, I got off the drugs, became more, I would say, I had a moment of clarity. So when all this played out, I was approached by this man named Grant Morris. And he gave me an offer to get back into broadcasting in a way that combines all my skills and life experiences on a show, on a show called It's New Orleans. Well, our parent company, It's New Orleans. The show is called Psych Ward. This show is about mental illness and dealing with mental illness only in New Orleans. It's a show that you can accept and understand, and probably, hopefully, I pray, that you won't walk, or walk away from this show without hearing it, uh, more empathetic toward people with mental illness and what mental illness means to people in New Orleans. It would be nice to do it with someone else, the show, I mean. So the guys at It's New Orleans suggested I get a co-host. I had this co-host, I can't tell you his name due to anonymity, but he was transgendered. That means he was a woman, now he's a man. And I'm serious, I'm not making this up. I'm serious as a heart attack. This guy had borderline personality, uh, Asperger's syndrome, uh, bipolar, anxiety, severe depression, severe mania. And we started working together and we clicked right away because we had a lot of things in common, if you know what I'm saying. So we started clicking. Then all of a sudden his wife convinced him one day that, that I was going to kill them both, that I was actually going to kill them. I mean, what? I might have said something like, oh, I want to... I want to shoot you one day when I was mad at him on the phone because he didn't come get me on time and I was pissed off and I said I'm going to kill you in a joking matter. You know, I was laughing when I said it. <laughs> like, I want to kill you, man. You know, it's, it's not the fact that we're all living in a cyclosmic type of center, you know, into this triangular type of unobtrusive, like a pagan sucked into the atrocities of society. I'm talking toothpick houses these people live in. It can fall in any time it wants, but they will never know it. So I got into a conflict with this co-host, my former co-host, and it didn't work out. So now they think I'm going to kill them. They don't want me to call them. They don't want me to contact them. They um, asked me if I throw away the directions to their house 
So I did. And that's what I deal with, you know, on a day-to-day basis. But can I do a show by myself? Am I confident enough to do this? Especially in my home studio, I got to prepare, produce, record, edit, and post the show on the web. Never done this before. And if I can do all that, what's the show going to be about? I don't even know what this show's going to be about, damn it. I mean, I've got people lined up to do the um, interviews with, but I don't know what's going to go around. This show's going to be on iTunes and podcasted around the world and be good enough. What do you think? Well, I don't have a choice. So, I put an ad on Facebook. I got a bunch of replies, and this is the first show. We're going to be interviewing applicants and figuring out what the show is going to be about each week. Novel idea from the guys at It's New Orleans. So here I am now. And here's our first applicant. Ooh, we're calling Sonia Watkins, the first recipient or interviewee. Yeah. Hello? Sonia? Yes? This is Ross Shields. Hi, Ross Shields. How are you today? I'm pretty good. How are you? Do you love yourself? Uh, yeah, I think so. I would say yes today. What about you? Oh, man, I'm just digging it. Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes I feel like crushing my skull, but... uh... (laughs) I don't think I would recommend that. No, no, no. There's some problems going on in paradise, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Well, let's talk a little bit about you, because what I'm doing is I'm interviewing for a co-host for Psych Ward. You've heard of Psych Ward, right? Yes, I have heard of that word. It's it's New yeah. Orleans is our parent company, and mm-hmm. we're doing a show about mental health issues and mental disorders, sexual and gender identi- identity disorders, eating disorders, sleep disorders, impulse control disorders, adjustment disorders, and a whole bunch of other conditions okay. that need clinical attention, and that's what I'm here for. But I need a co-host who can understand and sympathize and empathize with these different type of disorders that people suffer from. And people what? And people suffer from. from, For people suffer from. um, Absolutely. Um, I think that that's something that I would be not necessarily qualified for, but it's definitely something I'm passionate about. As a person that lives with um, mental illness and having, you know, the problem of waking up every day with your head above the water. Um, I know what that feels like. Um, I'm really passionate about being an advocate for myself and an advocate for other people. And that's what I think Psych Ward would do is be a huge advocate for those people who don't have a voice. Um, Because there are so many of them out there. Absolutely. um, I think it would just add a fresh perspective to um, the whole topic in general. And the revolving co-host thing is kind of neat because if I understand the way it works, you're going to have more than one person on, so you're going to have a whole, you know, gathering of people with the same thoughts, but different um, agendas or maybe different ideas on a, on a certain topic. So I think that's really something uh, neat to bring to the table. Well, what do you think the show should cover? Um, I, 
think this should, well, it's called psych ward, so <laughs> I mean, I definitely <laughs> think that it should cover, um, you know, psychotic issues, if that's what you're going to call it, but um, I think that it should cover, you know, major depression, um, all different types of disorders like you discussed, um, probably um, disorders that I'm not even aware of, um, things that, you know, you could research that are common problems for people. Um, but I think it should definitely cover, you know, mental illness in general. There's a huge problem with it in the United States of America, and um, a lot of people are homeless as a result of it. That's a huge problem for me. Um, I think that there's too many people out there who don't connect with their families because they're so um, wrapped up in their own, you know, um, mental illness or their own. It's kind of like their own death, you know. They don't want to contact anyone. Nobody. They don't. They don't want to listen. They don't want to take their medication. And I think that your show would probably give all of those things an insight. You know, people an insight to those types of um, illnesses and and the repercussions from those illnesses. I just hope I'm mentally stable to do it because I had another co-host who was involved with me and she or he in this case was transgendered. So mm -hmm. we had some problems with him trying, he had uh, like a borderline personality disorder and a paranoid personality disorder. Right. Um, his personality disorder, why? Go ahead, go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. It was kind of narcissistic, his personality disorder. Um, mm. He, um, he had a wife that he used to argue with. They thought I was going to kill him. You know, oh, the wow. wife and him, I went over there to his studio to record and they actually mm -hmm. thought I was going to kill them. I might have said something off the wall like, I'd like to crush your skull with a hammer, just joking around. Right. I'm, you know yeah. how people yeah. joke around like that. I want to yeah. kill you, you know. Right. Now you want to yeah. kill me. Right. right. So, <laughs> you know, it's not funny. No, it's not. Um, it, it's unfortunate that someone suffers with something like that. Is he medicated? Yeah, oh, heavily. He's got Lyme disease to top it off. Wow. Wow. That's, that's unfortunate. Um, I really, I don't know about you, but I know you're in a terrible position or you were in a terrible position, but I feel for someone like that. Um, you know, I think about stuff like that and I, and I feel bad about, you know, feeling sorry for my own self. Um, I can't imagine having issues like that and thinking, being so, you know, uh, paranoid that I thought people were going to kill me. I mean, that's, I don't think that's something that you can really work with. I think that you might want to stick to co-hosts that um, are, you know, pretty much here in the present <laughs> instead of, you know, having a problem with, you know, being disassociative. And, and not being able to cope or be able to um, include themselves in what's going on because of their paranoia. Well, Sonia, let me ask you a question, a personal question. Sure. What do you suffer from mentally? Um, what I suffer from mentally, what I've been diagnosed with, is major um, depression with anxiety and hypersomnia. Um, wow. So that was my formal diagnosis. I don't know that that's what I've been suffering from my whole entire life, but um, I really feel, I'm 42 years old now, and I feel that I have really dealt with this since I was a teenager, or maybe younger, I'm not really sure, but I know that it's been a huge stumbling block and it's been in my way my whole life, and wow. I'm just now starting to get a grasp on it, 
And um, it's hard to keep your head above the water when you have something like that going on. Well, we um, also have maladaptive personality features within us and a defense mechanism that kind of kicks in when we are chastised about mental health or we hear about mental health being demonized. Do you right. agree? I mean, I do agree. I do agree with that. Um, and that's why your show would be so important um, because you're not going to demonize it. You're going to put a positive spin on something. You're going to talk about topics that make people feel uncomfortable, but you're going to bring something to the table besides just that negative point of view, I'm sure. Well, I um, want to make and, people feel uncomfortable a little bit, you know, because we're going to push yeah. the envelope envelope to the edge, if you know what I'm okay. saying. Um, oh, okay. Well, so... It was very interesting talking to you. <laughs> well, it was interesting talking to you as well. And I will get in contact with you sometime today and okay. uh, let you know if you uh, have the job. <laughs> well, great. Thanks so much, Ross. <laughs> okay, Sonia. I'm you have a great night. You. I'm sorry. I was talking over you. That's okay. I said I was. I'm excited. I'll be excited to hear from you. Okay, I'll let you know soon. Okay, thanks. Love Bye. you. And that was Sonia Watkins, another potential revolving co-host for Psych Ward. Now let's move on into the boardroom, a different location where I can do some quiet one-on-one -on -one with Brett Thomas, another, as I would say, potential co-host for Psych Ward. He suffers from borderline personality disorder. And tonight we're going to briefly touch on that subject, among many others. Right, Brett? That's right. So, tell me a little bit about yourself. What brought you to the diagnosis? Um, <clears throat> uh, just my whole life, I was, uh, I've always had problems uh, keeping relationships, uh, having girlfriends, really, you know, awesome, great, intense relationships would usually end horribly wrong. Uh, uh, I'm on my third marriage, which is uh, on the rocks right now. Hopefully I can save that with some therapy, but um, I've, uh, I've, had to, I've had to go see some counselors and some, some psychiatrists to, to try to figure out why it is I am the way I am, and that was the diagnosis. So the diagnosis you feel is correct, the borderline personality disorder? Well, there's nine criteria or nine behavior patterns that, that people with this disorder um, have, and I suffer from uh, seven of these nine criteria. Well, let's touch on a couple of those. What would be our first one? <clears throat> well, abandonment issues. I, I was adopted. Now, this is, this is the interesting part. Um, Approximately 3% of the population suffers from borderline personality disorder. Um, however, about 30% of adopted people suffer from this disorder. Um, when, when, when a person is adopted at a very young age, as an infant, they're taken away from their, from their birth mother and they're placed into a different home. Now, logically, you know, you, you don't remember being you know, taken away. Right. But your subconscious mind had that feeling of abandonment when you were an infant. One of your first thoughts as a child is, is, is being taken away from your mother. And although you don't really remember that, 
Right. Your, your, your subconscious does, and it, it forms uh, a basis for all of your relationships for the rest of your life. Wow. So would you consider yourself kind of screwed up in the head, or do you consider yourself really mentally ill and you want to get help? I, I could be a lot worse than I am. I have been a lot worse than I am now. I find that with age, uh, I'm able to, to calm it uh, easier than I, than I used to. Would you, um, if the conditions were right, would you kill me? If the conditions were right, absolutely. Well, thank you. That's sobering enough. Well, listen, tell me a little well, bit about you. What the conditions are. The conditions what, what the conditions are. I'll tell you what the conditions are. What if I, um, what if I had a situation where I had to call you a serious name, you know, a bad name, and really mean it, and uh, because I was starting to get my head blown off by somebody if I didn't do it, and you were in the same room, would you kill me? Would I kill you? No, I would not kill you. I would call you a poo-poo head. Hmm. <laughs> Let me explain. If the conditions were right, if you had a gun to my head or a knife to my throat, or if you were threatening the lives of someone that I cared about, then that would be a condition uh, of, of me killing you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a doctor and I'm also a patient, so I respect a little respect from that one, okay? Well, look, let's move on and... Um, See if we can touch on trait number two. Okay. Oh, yeah. Trait number two, that would be inappropriate rage issues. <laughs> like flying <laughs> off the handle and people around you going, what the hell is this guy's problem? Where I'm screaming and getting in people's faces and, and, and threatening to punch and, and kick and maim over things that really to everyone else seems like nothing. Wow. Uh, now, do you have any firearms you carry? Yes. You do carry a firearm and you have borderline personality disorders. Do you think those two mix together or, or do you think that's perfectly logical situation? You have a right to own a handgun? I do have a right to own a handgun. Uh, again, it's, it's a personal preference. I am I'm able to uh, control the rage to an extent. Uh, I've, I've gone, I can't even count the number of times I've flown off the handle and got in people's faces and felt like I could I could kill them. Right. But I've never right. pulled a gun. I'm able I mean that's that's a that's a line that I personally don't cross. Now would other people with this disorder cross it? Who am I to say? I don't know, but I can tell you me, I've only pulled my weapon once on, on somewhere. And what happened with that situation? He's uh in the ground. So he's dead? Yes. You killed a guy. Yes. But again, the, the criteria was there. I was carjacked. He had a gun. Wow. Pointed at us and, 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 uh, did what I had to do. Well, no, I mean, I probably would have done the same thing, but I'm a doctor, so I really don't have time to do stuff like that. But getting back to what you were saying about the murder, I mean, was it a murder? No, no. Well, I was charged with murder initially until, of course, the, the police had to conduct an investigation. That was protocol. <sighs> Uh, thank God they, you know, they, they figured out what really happened, and, and not only were we uh, uh, allowed to, to leave and all the charges dropped, but they gave us our guns back. It was, <laughs> it was me and our friend. We uh, <laughs> isn't that crazy? 
Well, I used to work for a bail bond company. I used to go uh, arrest, go and find and arrest the people that didn't show up for court for this bail bond uh, company in uh, Mississippi. And uh, I went all over the country picking up these and fugitives. But uh, this one particular case, we didn't even get to the guy's house yet. We said we're in a bad neighborhood, uh, projects in Bamenet, Alabama. And uh, we pulled up to a red light. It just felt like something was about to go down. So I pulled my gun out of the glove box and locked and loaded it, stuck it between my legs. And wouldn't you know, within 30 seconds of doing that, this 16-year-old kid walks up to the car and sticks a shotgun in through the window and ordered us out. Wow. That was the, the last he breathed. Wow, so you killed someone and you have borderline personality. That was interviewee Brett Thomas. Now on to our next potential revolving co-host, Dave DeJesus. How are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, Dave. Now what makes you qualified you think you can do this job for Psych Ward? Well, uh, I have a history of, uh, I used to work at a place called the Children's Ark uh, down in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I helped uh, disadvantaged uh, teens uh, with a lot of their issues. They had, uh, you know, any kind of psychological issues from, uh, you know, bipolar disorder to uh, borderline personality disorders, uh, suicidal tendencies and stuff like that. Uh, so I, I used to actually be their counselor and I dealt with that stuff on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, do you have any mental illnesses that you know of? Uh, I, I haven't actually been diagnosed with any mental illnesses, but um, just, you know, based on the, the reading and all of the, uh, the research that I did, you know, for my job and everything, you know, I, I discovered I pretty much have like a, pretty much like a bipolar type disorder. I have really high highs and really low lows. You know, some days will be really low and other days, you know, I'll feel great like I'm on top of the world. Well, I'll, I'll be the judge of that. What we're going to do is uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, and you're going to answer honestly and as quick as possible. Okay. Sounds good? Sounds good. All right. Have you ever wanted to harm yourself? No. Have you ever went to a place that was dangerous, but you didn't know why you were there? Yeah. Yeah, I have done that. Elaborate, please. Uh, just you know, well, when we were when we were younger, uh, down in, in Fountain, a uh, place in Colorado where I used to live, they had uh, every so often they would have a citywide blackout uh, where all the power in the city would be turned off. And this is you know when we we're younger, about 13, 14 years old. Uh, we had an elementary school across the street, so when they shut all the power down, we decided to kick in the window. And uh, we hopped inside of the, the school and, you know, we ran all over the place and, you know, just we didn't really think about getting in trouble or anything like that, you know, but about halfway through, you know, we're walking around the thing and, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, what am I doing here? But, you know, it didn't seem to stop us. You know, we just continued. Right. Absolutely. And I've done stuff like that, but I've done that to police stations. Oh, good. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's 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 kind of an interesting topic we're bringing up bipolar. I mean, not bipolar disorders, but uh, uh, borderline personality disorders. Uh, we talked with Brett Thomas earlier. Did you hear that interview? Uh, yes, I did. Actually, it was a very good interview. Yeah, it was. Thank you. But what happens is, I think with uh, when you're younger, you tend to take risks more because you think you're invincible. So, did you ever have any instances out of your rage? Where you almost harmed someone? Uh, no, I've never really had rage issues. You know, uh, more so than, than showing rage outwardly towards others. 
you know, I, I, I tend to do the exact opposite to where I'll freeze up and I'll, I'll let all those emotions kind of build up inside. And, you know, and that's actually been a big problem of mine is, is dealing with those type of things, those type of issues, you know, uh, getting those out without, you know, being violent or something like that. You know, I've never really been uh, a violent type. Uh, basically, that, that just, you know, that stems from my childhood and, and the way that I was brought up. Now, we're interviewing Dave De Jesus for a job as revolving co-host for Sideboard. And I want to thank our parent company, It's New Orleans, for all the support they've been giving us. Now, do you have anything, lastly, you want to add about yourself? Uh, you know, I just I think I'd be a, a good a good spot for this, you know, as a co-host, because even during uh, your interview with with Brett there, you know, uh, a lot of the things that that he was talking about, I uh, you know, I, I saw opportunities where I could have intervened, you know, and, and asked some additional questions and stuff, you know, and and really maybe try to get, you know, uh, you know, get to the bottom of of you know what what his disorders are and, and you know and how he's how he's dealing with it. Today. So so you're saying I did a terrible job? Uh, absolutely. Not. <laughs> Absolutely not. You did a wonderful job. I just think, you know, with the code. No, I think that's what you're saying because I hear that tone in your voice. Oh, I think uh, I would have done this. I think I would have done that. You know, I mean, no, what do you want me to think? No, man? I don't, okay, I don't want you Let to... me explain something to you. No, no, let me explain something to you, Dave. This is serious business here. I'm a patient. I have bipolar disorder. And uh, I also have cancer. Those two mixed together cause a volatile situation that's beyond comprehension in the Lipsodian world that we live in. It's almost like being a pagan sucked into the astrocities of society. It's beyond, like the wiring underneath the board. We have to open it up and see what's really making us tick. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I understand. I understand. So go ahead and finish a little bit more about yourself and why would you make a good candidate for psych ward? Well, you know, like I said, I think, you know, I just found myself wanting to uh, intervene and ask additional questions, you know, and I, I just think with two people, you know, and uh, having two different people from two walks of life, you know, uh, coming together, you know, I think it'll it'll help to just, you know, uh, build interest in the show, you know, and uh, and really kind of get people listening and, and you know, kind of kind of see things from two different sides. You know, I think we both have a, a good valid point of view, you know, and, and we'd be able to get to the bottom of a lot of issues. And also, we're not here to demonize mental health. We're not here to chastise anybody. Thank you for using your real name, too. Oh, absolutely. You're welcome. Because you talk, we talked earlier about you wanted to do it anonymously. Yeah, you know, at first I thought about that, but you know, as you know, as we start going into me becoming a co-host and everything, you know, if, if we're going to reach out to the public, I don't think that it would be wise on my part to come off as somebody else and then try to help somebody else. You know what I mean? I think Absolutely. You, have to be, you know, you have to be honest with yourself and, and honest, and I think if we're honest and candid and we try to get to the bottom of, of the situation, you know, and, you know, if, if I expect people to trust me, you know, I have to put myself out there as well. All right. Well, thank you very much, Dave. Absolutely. Dave De Jesus, one of our candidates for uh, Psych Ward as a revolving co-host. Um, you know, give us an email. Tell us what you think. Thank you for uh, listening to Psych Ward. My name is Ross Shields, Dave De Jesus. Thank you very much, thank Ross. Thank you very much. You've been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you for your time. And we'll let you know. Okay. All right. I want to thank everybody who participated tonight, especially those uh, applicants for revolving co-hosts, Sonia, Dave, and Brett. 
all were fantastic, but we're still looking for people. We're still looking for revolving co-hosts just in case their mental disorders get in the way of their progress. So, I also want to thank Alan Francis, MD. She's on the chair and task force for the DSM-5. Also, big thanks out to Dr. Michael B. First, the editor of the DSM-5 Texts and Criteria, and the Thomas Wigadigadigaria, PhD, who's our research coordinator. And last but not least, we can't forget about Harold Allen Pinkus. Give a big round of applause for him. Dr. Harold, the Vice Chair of Task Force on DSM-5, which we'll be working our way through on later shows. Just in case you don't know what the DSM-5 is, it's a Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the 5th edition. Oh man, the criteria just goes on from bipolar all the way up to schizophrenia. We cover everything. And you're going to be a part of it. And I want to thank you. I want to thank It's New Orleans, our parent company. There's a team here at Psych Ward. And to a lovely you, who I hope loves thyself. <laughs> you have a wonderful afternoon, evening, and good night. Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees.